Radio. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by the Citizens Committee on Moral Hygiene. We're also brought to you by, we have some abstract sponsors. Are you ready for this? Yes. I love it when they're good and abstract. Uh, Like peach trees. We are sponsored by peach trees. You hardly ever play with yours anymore. Oh no, I'm playing on my peach tree. Okay. Um, And we're also sponsored by, sure, the World Series of Bumper Cars. Hey, that's great. Hey, that was like a blink and you miss it sponsor, but I'm so glad that they came in. Me too. We're of course here to talk about the episode Bart After Dark. This is the fifth episode of the eighth season. It premiered originally on November 24th, 1996. It was written by Rich Appel, directed by Dominic Polcini and and showrunners were Bill Oakley and Josh Wise. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, ay, ay. Our boys, our two beautiful we sons. Should, our beautiful sons. We should really set up some sort of morning zoo crew like mm, boom, boom, like every time we mention Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. I think we should. Yeah. Bill? Bill? What's your sound? What do you want? Josh? He probably, Josh yes, probably up. wants a poochie sound and Bill probably wants jock jams. I'm just You know, they're say. also both very like... Like mild, nice men who are just like no, no further attention needed. Which for makes me. it funnier. I like it. Uh, yeah. We're bullies. Yeah. Well, what do you want? <laughs> anyway, enough of enough of that. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. But you know what? I'm gonna say controversial statement. I'm a little bit more excited just to talk to our guest for this episode. <gasps> wow. Wow. I know. I feel you. Yeah. Our guest is amazing. We've been wanting to have her for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just so happens that we are celebrating our 100th episode. So Ooh. it makes it all even more special. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also the host of This Feels Terrible, another feral audio podcast. Um, please give it up for... <laughs> why do I say give it up on a fucking <laughs> podcast? Please uh, clap in your car. Pull over and clap for Aaron McGathy. God damn it. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Happy 100 episodes. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. Every 100th episode, we celebrate by having a woman guest. Um, (laughs) That's in our series Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're very excited to have you. We also didn't realize, and also 100 is very arbitrary for The Simpsons, because if it were like 138, 28. 133rd, whatever. (laughs) The 133rd episode, Spectacular. Do you remember when they had, like, uh, they celebrated an arbitrary number instead of that? Yeah, that's that's when you have, Mm -hmm. you know, Matt Groening on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're saving saving it for 33 more episodes. Oh, you were right the first time. Um, <laughs> we'll celebrate with Matt then. Uh, but no, I'm I'm super blown away that we've done 100 episodes and have never talked about this episode because it's huge. <laughs> it's got a song in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, only so many of the episodes have songs, and this it's got is an one Emmy of... Award-winning song. That's insane. I didn't know that. Know that. It was That's the fun. first win. <laughs> I researched <laughs> this. Excuse me, I'm gonna look at my notes. Um, it was the first <laughs> win for composer Alf Clausen. Um, but it was for, I think, Outstanding Music and Lyrics and the 1997 Emmy Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And every like article that I read about this episode was like, and for good reason. <laughs> like That's all they said. They're like, it's great. I'm it like, really is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so Bart After Dark, why is this an episode that uh, speaks to you? Well, um, I <laughs> suddenly I'm like shocked by this, the timber of my voice. For some <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I 
Oh, oh, I was I was very uh, slow to reply with my three episodes, and Noah Noah producer Noah sent a message being like, "Aaron, please send th- three episodes. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter with you?" So I very quickly was like, "Ah!" Oh, and I was going through the Wikipedia, and I saw Bart After Dark, and I was like, "Oh, of course." Not thinking about like why I love this episode, mm-hmm. um, and then upon rewatching it, I think the reason is because it's sexy, and I when I saw it when I was younger, I was like, "Ooh." It's, Sexy yeah. episode, so that's it. Just because I'm perverse, that's I feel like true. I love it. I like this episode. <laughs> we're we're very horny guests and mm. hosts here yeah. on the Simpsons Pod. I think um, also us being like that certain <laughs> that certain kind of millennial. Jesus Christ, Julia! Oh my God. <laughs> let, let me finish. finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Julia, let I, you finish. Uh, let me finish, Julia. <laughs> I feel like our generation. I'm going to be bold in saying this. Uh, Wants to from, fuck cartoons. I was going to say. We reached our sexual awakening to cartoons. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of women around our age, like, had their sexual awakening to young Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> and I maybe actually, Trent from Daria. It was a lot of mm. Trent. But I also loved when Nala's a grown-up lion and mm-hmm. she has that look at grown-up Simba and it's like, oh, We're damn. Gonna fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. those lions are going to do something. She's a thirsty bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it, you know, I mean, it makes sense, I think, that we, you know, relate that kind yeah. of burgeoning sexuality with I loved, cartoons. Uh, Dimitri from Anastasia. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. 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 Um, and also the fox from Robin Hood. Every fox from one. every yeah. movie. <laughs> I feel like, I, yeah, but I feel like the fox from Robin Hood, I agree, by mm. the way. But also the fox from Zootopia, even now, when I've had adult yeah. sex with human men, I'm just like, there's something I'm missing. <laughs> wait, wait to just... around for a tale, disappointed. <laughs> what are you doing, Alex? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Want to watch Zootopia? Yeah, just close your eyes. I'll close mine. We'll just watch Zootopia. <laughs> Why are you putting this feather duster behind me? <laughs> no reason. Just shut up. It's for the structure of the bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so, okay, back to this episode. Yeah, it makes sense. But, uh, but we, we talk a lot on this episode, if you're uh, a new listener, something that we really love to talk about is Horny Marge and that mm. she's one of our favorite characters. This is actually uh, it's bummer, opposite yeah. Marge. Yeah. And uh, it is a little bit of a bummer and we'll get into it, but mm. it's also important because... You could be horny sometimes and totally the opposite of horny another time. And yeah. I think that's what makes Marge human. And let's keep that in mind before <laughs> judging her as we go through this episode. Well, I feel like the, yeah. she's kind of out of, I mean, you, you both know so much more about this than I do. But it, Thank my, you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Back. Yes. Did, I, did I fulfill my contractual <laughs> obligation? We'll talk um, about it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like her, the way that she behaves in this episode is is kind of out of character. Like it mm, seems, mm-hmm. it seems like something else happened that we didn't see. That's my gut feeling. I totally feel you. So let's keep that in mind as we go through the episode and kind of pick apart some of the things that Marge does. I think that's actually a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, um, you know, off of that, just real quick. I think that, like, it, it, so. Two things. I think that you could be surprised um, by like how prudish you actually are in certain situations. And mm. I think that that perhaps happens just a little bit in this episode. But I think that really where Marge is coming from the most um, isn't so much a prudishness. I mean, of course, I think she's protective of Bart's innocence because it is, it is her kid. But I feel like it's more of her protectiveness of the town. Right. You know, that she's like born and raised in Springfield and doesn't want any of this kind of corruption. But even within that, it kind of feels like 
Marge shouldn't be as like crazed as she is in this episode. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have some thoughts as they relate to like each beat. But before we get into that. Right. We we'll always like to read the summary straight from old Wikipedia. <laughs> Our dear friend. Our dear friend. Um, <laughs> for people that haven't uh, um, seen this episode in a while, just to catch you up. And of course, I'm reading this ice cold, baby. Hell yeah. So it could be good, could be bad. <laughs> All probably right. bad. Probably bad. <laughs> After accidentally breaking a stone gargoyle, off to a great start, uh, at a local house. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the house? <laughs> it's, it's local. Bart is Forced to work, yeah. Bart is forced to work there as punishment. He assumes it will be boring work, but is surprised when he learns that it is actually a burlesque house. Marge is horrified when she learns of the burlesque house and resolves to have it shut down. Yeah. Did we miss anything? Uh, a whole... We missed thousands and thousands of rocks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I could scrub rocks at home. Yeah, I love, I love that beat. I mean, we'll get into like you know all the different. Beats by beat stuff. The summary makes it sound like the stone gargoyle is really important. It's <laughs> integral to what actually happens. Uh, it's so important that they would have left it off when we show the house later. Mm. That's something that bugged me. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't you that. see the house again, like in the next shot, and the gargoyle's still there. It's such oh. a funny thing. Um, so Animation's hard. <laughs> <laughs> this Speaking of animation, uh, this episode starts with a cartoon, which is always mm. funny because The Simpsons is a cartoon. <laughs> Um, yeah. I I love this cartoon. They're uh, it's itchy and scratchy, obviously, and um, the kids are watching it, and uh, it just had so many jokes that made me laugh. This whole episode, like, there's really no room to breathe. Like, it's mm-hmm. just joke, 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 mm-hmm. and then we get a song, and then I kind of get to relax a little bit because um, <laughs> you hate music. Because <laughs> I hate music. You turn it off. You, you mute it. Well, you don't want to like have outside influences for your work. Uh, exactly. That's I get me. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the craft. You know, my my songs about. The Simpsons. I actually wrote before I ever watched The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how you know they're honest. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're we're starting kind of like with. I would you say it's like what show is it emulating? It, I mean, I never watched the shows that's emulating, so I don't actually know. But it's kind of like itchy and scratchy. Yeah, yeah. It's like Maury, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's something like that. So we have Murray. like <laughs> Bill Murray. Murray. I've Murray never know. It's not Murray. Maury Maury Povich. But for the longest time, I said Maury. Maury. <laughs> because I'm wild. <laughs> I don't know. Maury seasoning. I was about uh, to yeah. say it sounds like the anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Armantel. Yeah, or the Sally whole, Jesse Raphael. Yeah, yeah, which is, I think, I mean, mid to late 90s, like at its peak. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so here the Simpsons are skewering that type of little thing that we don't really have too much of because we have a ton of reality TV, but most people, I feel like, unless they're hate wat- watching it, they don't have to watch it today. Mm-hmm. So that might be a reference. It's just kind of like, what a weird thing to make a chance scratchy do. But basically, they're having mm-hmm. them um, with lines under them in captions, just like, uh, <laughs> you know, says mouse friend mistreated him. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. he it's like feels he he is the victim, doesn't know slashing is Imminent. <laughs> uh, so funny. And the, the the cartoon is interrupted, and we get a special report. And uh, Homer says, "Like, oh, I wonder if they found my keys." Okay. Um, Stupid. And and then we get uh, we get the first part of the story that kind of leads us into the plot, which is that there was this big oil spill uh, to which it's on like Baby Seal Island, and yeah. uh, Lisa is just like, "Oh no!" And Homer very quickly is just like, "Don't worry, there's plenty of more oil where that came from." <laughs> This is what I mean. It's like joke, 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 joke. Yeah, it's so yeah. hard to go over episodes from season um, 
like seven and eight because they're just so dense. Mm-hmm. In earlier seasons, it's actually pretty easy to talk about because we get into the themes so quickly because mm-hmm. there are jokes and they're all great jokes. But there's a little bit more breathing around these ones. Mm-hmm. are like, I'd be remiss to not mention this joke. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's such a testament to these are the Oakley Weinstein years. And this season, I think, also has like you only move twice and it has the twisted world of Marge Simpson and all this stuff. So I feel like they were like covering so much ground, but then also jam packing it with jokes. So I just and feel heart. like and heart and how <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like their priorities in, the, in this like group of seasons were like really spot on. Uh, so this is the first time that I kind of understand this this um, particular take on Marge in this episode. So we we have this great moment on TV where we see that um, uh, Rainier Wolfcastle and company, a very sexy yeah. blonde lady, I don't know who she is, just a celebrity, <laughs> are cleaning the animals and they make it yeah, look is like... is she just a random celebrity? I was I trying to guess. figure out who she's supposed to be. Yeah, because I don't know who, um, who Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been dating at the time, but I right, imagine right. it might have been a skewer at that. I feel like if we had an extra second, we would have had Bette Midler there. Because I uh. love that joke. <laughs> oh, I forget which episode it is, but it's like Bette Midler picking up trash off the side of the road, you know. And they're like, I'll get you, Midler, or something, <laughs> shaking their fist at her or something. Um, I'm botching that. No, the internet no. will correct me. <laughs> so, uh, basically, uh, we have Lisa begging to be able to go with Marge to clean up these animals. And we have, um, you know, Marge, Marge is so not into it. And that is something that I agree with you, Aaron, where it's mm. just kind of like, Marge seems like she would like this, but of course, it's funnier to have her list, like, to have, like, this, like, anti-stance. Right, right. Because yeah. then we get moments about the Pear Tree, one of our sponsors. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Pear Tree. Uh, that is my favorite thing. Is it a pear tree or is it a peach tree? Peach tree. Oh, sorry, peach, peach, tree. Tree. peach tree. Yeah, that she would ask for a peach tree and that <laughs> would be, that. like, her so birthday Christmas present. Yeah. And I've used that line so many times. It's like, it could be my Christmas and birthday yes, present. Yes, yes. You've and already I- wasted your birthday and <laughs> Christmas present. <laughs> Um, the moment I immediately made a Frankiac gif of, because that is how I watch now. It's just I, I see something I and know. then I make it. Um, she's she's begging to clean these animals. And Marge is like, we don't have to travel 400 miles or yeah, 400 miles to clean animals. You could stay here and do it. You could give the dog a bath <laughs> or trim the cat's nails. And then um, the snowball, too, like walks by with like these insanely oh long nails. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I knew Did you know I I was laughing at home? I I felt it. We were looking up at the same moon. Um, (laughs) But I saw that because it's such a clean, like, just left to right. Like, here's this cat, like, struggling to walk with these crazy nails. And I was like, that's a good gift right there. (laughs) Which is the world we live in. (laughs) Priorities. Um, But I love it. And it reminded me so much of um, one of the things on, like, my list of places to travel to and go to um, is the Galapagos Islands, but you can't really go there without like picking up a shovel and like helping out. So it kind of reminded me of the same thing. Have you guys ever gone on like those kind of volunteer trips that are kind of like what they do here? I volunteered on a farm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In Ireland. In Ireland. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was kind of different that it wasn't like mm-hmm. for the planet. I mean, it is in a way because it's an organic right. farm, but it's not, it's not quite the same. It was more. But that's the closest that I've done to that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Volunteered. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Seeing, yeah, me too. Sometimes seeing this made me want to do it, even mm-hmm. with the way that it's presented. Like yeah. I thought that that like I don't know if it's my ASMR shining through or mm-hmm. like what it is, but like them scrubbing those rocks, and I was like, yes, <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I want to see that Eskimo comedian. I Me too. And the Keltburgers. <laughs> I love that that's like the nail in the coffin for them to go. They're like, we're getting out of here. The Keltburgers sound I great. To, I had to pause the episode for a second as I was laughing so hard because I was like, the. I was I was like, was there a time when Eskimo quote unquote Eskimo comedy was especially not funny, <laughs> or like it, it's it's obviously politically incorrect to say Eskimo anything, right, you know, right, right, but but I, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like, again, why why does Marge? What's Marge's history? <laughs> I would she love one. Yeah. Well, we have She's like I'm not going to chance it. We there are only so many of them. Two um, jabs at stand up comedy in, uh and and let's yeah. you know keep in mind stand up comedy in like the mid to late '90s, which was uh, very different than than what it is now. But we have that, and then we have um, Mel Zetz, who's like this vaudeville comic that we right. um, you know can sort of picture. Um, um, but but yeah, well, in that moment, the thing that I love the most was, um, gosh, like, how great is it when you're over being at a place and you turn to your parent and your parents like, yeah, let's get in the car and yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, how great. Like, I just feel so bonded in that mm-hmm. moment of like, yeah, we're both like wanting to fucking get home and like get out of this bozo palace. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, because it's a moment where you're like, oh, my my parent is human. They're not just yeah. a combination of rules and lessons. <laughs> For like, sure. And they're on my side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, yeah. Especially since Marge does have the lesson at first where she's just like, um, well, we commit to this and we have to see it through. And then yeah. as soon as that happens, like, we're out of here. Um, <laughs> I also love the idea of, of volunteering for something and you're not getting to do, even though it's important to clean off the rocks, <laughs> yeah. you're not getting to do the sexy volunteer thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Book of Mormon, too. No spoilers. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I want to no be a missionary, but I don't want to be in a missionary in like a war-torn country yeah. you know and like that cor- that sort of moment in the opening number <laughs> I was I was uh, like filling out a volunteer application in in Ireland recently and I it's a weird thing because you have to choose like who do you want to work with what's mm-hmm. your cause and it just feels so icky because you're like I guess whoever needs it but also gay teens who might want to write plays <laughs> <laughs> gay teens who could be my best friends and then I could write a TV show about them yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be their captain yes captain or whatever captain <laughs> yes. my captain <laughs> I've had the same experience That's that's been my bored internet thing from time to time where I'm like because uh, I have crazy wanderlust um, so I'll be like where should I volunteer in the world and it's yeah. always like um you know, middle school to high school age teens that like, you know, could like write plays with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I'll do that. It's, Some, it's someone will, who will slyly show me their poetry book after I've <laughs> befriended them. It's like, I want them to feel seen, but I want to feel seen too. You know, like <laughs> I need it to be reciprocal. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, I'm a millennial. That's yeah, a very millennial. Yeah, I know. I know. Listen, I lean in. I lie down. Uh, on, on the other side of the Simpson family, because we just had Lisa and um, Marge doing their thing, uh, we get uh, some of the prime jokes of seeing uh, Bart and Homer having to live together. Mm-hmm. And it's so great because they shut the door and it's immediately just like, oh, okay, two guys just getting to their own thing. And then uh, I'll see you at dinner, see you at dinner. And they whistle away and it's very cute. It's mm-hmm. like, what, what time is dinner? It's like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Shall we say... 
10. Yeah, <laughs> I just, love that. It's such a, simple it's joke such a funny so time yeah. to suggest All right, dinner. Wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we get a very simple bad parenting joke, which is like, Dad, do I have to brush my teeth? Uh, no, but at least rinse it out with soda. <laughs> like, gosh, that made me think of so many weekends at my dad's bachelor apartment in the valley of just like, oh, you forgot your toothbrush? Uh, get your finger on some yeah. toothpaste and figure it out. <laughs> like, okay, dad. <laughs> um, Take a Mentos. <laughs> uh, I, I, do, I do also relate to this feeling of kind of like there's the shot and so often uh, my favorite shots in the Simpsons have like really rich shadows and colors and in this one we're, sh- we're showing the two Simpson boys um, watching TV like they put the TV on the dining room yeah. table which yeah. is great mm-hmm. um, and of course you know that's something that is kind of odd in the early 90s. Like now yeah. there's kind of a TV in like almost any room that you're in and it's not a big deal. Also the TVs weigh five pounds now. And that television <laughs> yeah. would have been <laughs> like 50 pounds plus exactly. the rabbit ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just seeing them together and knowing that uh, they have like this roommate vibe instead of uh, parental vibe, I love. And uh, we see that, uh, of course, when... Homer pretty much is so negligent that like he doesn't really know what his son is doing and we get this great <laughs> moment um, where Bart and his friends are like flying this weird like helicopter toy thing um, oh, the airplane yes mm-hmm. this weird thing I don't know I've been <laughs> in one yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, we we have all these moments and if there are any that I'm um, missing that you guys love please say them um, when we get a kind of shot of Springfield which is always really fun we get to mm-hmm. kind of see like what the residents are doing and we get this picnic happening between Skinner and Smithers. Yeah. It's like, I hate, oh, I hate picnics. <laughs> there are too many fat children. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't like being outdoors, Smithers, for one thing. There's too many fat children. <laughs> then we get, so um, funny. Because right before that, there was like this boat that had um, Martin Prince and uh, Milhouse, I think. Ralph. Oh, no, Ralph. You're um, right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just failing to get out of there. And, and they're running towards them. And that's why that happens. And then, like, any good movie with kids in it starts, I feel like, like, including, like, Big Fish and, like, a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, accidentally putting something of yours on the evil lady's house is one of my favorite tropes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm never bored by it. I always want to see what happens. I think it's super, super fun. Um, And also hearing, like, their folklore of, like what this woman is I think Mm -hmm. is so fun like she's a witch and um, the zombie thing that Milhouse says yeah yeah yeah. I I read that (laughs) the origin of this story came from um, Rich Appel he just wanted to like put Bart through different locations but of course like you know it's season 8 and so they're kind of they've explored Springfield uh, a good amount but they thought that of course as you're saying, like that trope of like, oh, it's a witch lady's house. Um, how could that house have existed in Springfield for eight seasons and none <laughs> yeah. of us had seen it? And they thought that that toy airplane was like that perfect way to sort of intro it and get in there, because, get it going. Because airplanes travel. Because airplanes ah. travel. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're learning educational podcasts. <laughs> we're not in the comedy section on iTunes. <laughs> uh, we we get Bart. He crawls over the fence to get his toy back. And um, for the first shot that we have of Belle is like so beautiful. Like she's got like this black mm. cloaky thing on and mm-hmm. just looks terrifying. Who does the voice of Belle? Tress McNeil. Oh, duh. Tress yeah. McNeil's the fucking best. Yeah. Um, so so good. She terrified me when I was a kid, though. Like I was really? very afraid of her. Yeah, very. 
And I mm-hmm. also hated this episode as a kid because um, it was on syndication too much. Mm. And all I wanted to do was like watch The Simpsons. And I was always like, it's this one again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was spoiled. Um, what was it about her that scared you? I think that she had white hair. Like huh. just anyone with gray hair, like kind of like made me scared as a kid. Kind of like what I've done to my hair. Your hair, I'm, I'm, I'm shivering in my boots. I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> no, your hair looks awesome. I'm trying to get the red out, so it has to be gray for a while. Um, that's interesting, the white the white hair. Yeah, I don't know what, I mean, she just or looked like very an stern. authority figure, like too much of an authority figure. Yeah. Was it also because this episode um, tends to incorporate like a ton of Springfieldians and it's not so family centric? Maybe. Yeah. I, well, also like I definitely did hate the song when I was a kid. Really? I like it now. Mm-hmm. And um, for new listeners that don't know, I love the Simpsons song. <laughs> that was just a joke <laughs> at the top. Um, <laughs> but there was something about this one that kind of felt like um, like a like a spinoff movie kind of episode, mm. or like mm. um, like there's I love it, but there's like this Scooby Doo like movie that they made where like the monsters are real that came out in the '90s that I oh, always yeah. love to rent. It yeah, kind of yeah. felt like that, but I also was burned out of that. So when that came on the TV, I was like, not this again. <laughs> so this is a problem very specific to you that The Simpsons has nothing to do with. <laughs> you know, they still got my complaint letters. Hey, listen, you know what? <laughs> like as long as you've got a computer and a Wi-Fi connection, the 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 good thing about this podcast for me too is that like um i i've avoided this episode for so many years just because i'd i've been oversaturated with it mm-hmm. and this time like every single joke are you know things that i've missed so you know because i would never saw it as an adult i love this episode and it's so good and it has you know some very famous gifts which yeah. we'll get to later <laughs> but um i do get that it does feel like it's kind of a dream yeah, well, because we're taken out of the normal locations of um, Springfield, so mm. or the Simpsons' home, really, and well, I, it's a bunch of things. Like the Simpsons' home is different because it's just Bart and Homer, so we're get to, getting to see like a alternate reality where it's like right. <laughs> if Marge wasn't in the picture, yeah, Marge died. <laughs> if Marge died, and and there was a big fiery accident, and you know Lisa and Maggie went too. Great, Julia, great, um, and it was just uh, Homer and Bart, and there's been enough time for them to grieve, and now. They're just kind of hanging out and eating dinner. Swimming in trash. Swimming in trash. Trash angels. Super fun. Um, Yeah, so we get that. But then we also get like this brand new, couldn't be more different than what we're used to in Springfield, Mm. burlesque house. It reminded me so much of, and I'm revealing a lot about myself and my upbringing, um, of the movie Gypsy, which was my family musical growing up. Really? Y'all have a family musical? (laughs) Oh, you did it? Oh, weird. Um, It was a musical we all agreed upon. It's Myself. such a dark musical. I know. Uh, uh, for, well, those, yeah. for those of us, including myself, who don't know what that is, oh, uh, why wow. don't you tell yes. the good people? I'd love to. <laughs> Gypsy is a musical about um, basically an overbearing stage mom um, to two daughters, one who is, you know, like a vaudeville star when she's young. Gypsy Rosalie. Gypsy Rosalie. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the, the younger daughter is sort of the star, and then she kind of grows out of being... I think her name is Baby June, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. It reminds me so much of whatever happened to Baby Jane, um, which is I basically the same story. Of, yeah. yeah, I feel like they occupy the same universe. Um, and then uh, Louise is the other daughter. And so then she becomes like the grow up and she becomes this burlesque star, uh, much to the chagrin of her overbearing mother. But then her mom is you know, constantly kind of trying to steal the spotlight from her. Yeah. Um, very interesting that my mother loved this musical and it introduced so it. It is so 
dark. Yes. <laughs> and it's like the mother-daughter themes are, are hard to handle. It's Yeah, it's it's kind of gnarly. However, Bette Midler gives a standout performance in the TV movie version of it, which Ooh. was on a VHS tape ah. that we watched over and over. Nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just All revealing right. a bit about myself. And, and uh, <laughs> would you say that that's a good that's a good pairing with this Simpsons episode? Oh, absolutely. Because basically mm. the burlesque house that Gypsy Rose Lee ends up being like the star of is, you know, beat for beat um, the same as as this house, even though, um, you know, the writers said that they based it on the movie The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which is yeah. a great movie. Quick question. Is a burlesque house a thing? It's not. Not right? anymore. Or, or, was it ever a thing? Like a house? Like there's like, oh, there's a whorehouse. Right. There's a brothel. A brothel. I'm saying horror house because of best little horror house. Yes. There's a sex worker village. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which feels like a part of like a production. It's like video village and sex worker village are right next to each other. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But like bur- because burlesque is is not like burlesque is paired with vaudeville. Like you wouldn't go to like a sneaky burlesque house. Right, but it felt like right. was they, were, they were like, we want to have... Obviously, we want to have Bart in a whorehouse, but we can't. Right, right. So it's a burlesque house. I think that burlesque houses. I do like in the episode the, thing. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like I in the same Google way. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking now. I'm trying to learn. I'm going to get back to you as soon as I know. Great. Because <laughs> um, one of the things I like about the episode is just the assumed idea that it's like, oh, but of course, a I burlesque know. house. Well, I think that that is actually probably helped by, I mean, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, but also probably by Gypsy. Um, yeah, that yeah. that became. Sort I mean, there of were part theaters, of, stuff, yeah, but like a burlesque house, like where because the implication oh, is right. that the women live there, where you have burlesque dancers who live there. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um, also, how did that one not know where her dice were? They were like sitting on the table. <laughs> I think she just wanted to see what was going on. And maybe, yeah, they just needed an introduction, needed attention, and Bart needed a reason to pick up a bra. Yeah. Well, according to uh, the ever reliable Yahoo Answers, um, <laughs> great. Uh, someone asked, "What's a burlesque house?" And someone said, "It's a nice way of saying whorehouse," which ah. does make sense if it is this that they're putting a children's TV spin on what could have been something like that. Right. But burlesque is a performance. You don't need to tell me. I love me some burlesque. <laughs> I really yeah. do. Yeah. I was afraid of it because of this episode. Like it made it seem like it was something wrong. based on how everyone reacts to it. Well, because they're making it seem like it's prostitution because it's like a placeholder for... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, burlesque has seen a big resurgence um, lately. In the comedy world, too. In the comedy world, yeah. I've performed on, I want to say, three or four burlesque shows as like the lone stand-up comedian. Well, they're historically connected because of vaudeville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I feel like in modern day shows like that um, decidedly different um, only because I followed a burlesque act the last time I did it and her music included a dial-up modem sound (laughs) and a remix (laughs) and I wrote on twitter.com this is the most millennial thing I've ever experienced and I've mentioned a lot about being a millennial this episode (laughs) so that that should go and show ya. <laughs> I I took a like I went to two classes of a burlesque class in Dublin just because I was like I have kind of a uh, I have like kind of a I don't know like a bad sorry um like I don't know that I like burlesque and I'm like I don't know why I dislike this mm-hmm. so much because it feels dishonest to me or something I don't know just certain certain performances but I think it's cool and funny but I was like you know why do why do I dislike this I'm going to go and take a class 
And I was just frustrated that we weren't immediately doing fun things. And we said, like, the first class was just learning how to pick up and put down an umbrella. And I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I've actually taken umbrella class, too. I, I uh, used to be um, a reporter for Vice. And so that was, like, one of the stories I pitched them. And... Uh, like I said earlier, like you never know when or or like you could be surprised by your own prudishness. And I was like, once I got there, I was like, oh, I am a prude. Yeah. And I didn't realize it, like clutching my pearls, you know, <laughs> just like walking in. And it wasn't that they had us doing. I mean, basically, they had us picking up an umbrella, but also just a lot of like and sachet, sachet, sachet. And I yeah. did it, but not well. And then like was like, I'm going to surprise my boyfriend later with these dance moves. <laughs> never did because there's not an so opportunity you, you go, for that. But you, you go to one class, so you're like, just just walk me, watch me walk across, <laughs> yeah. uh, across the room. Let me put on character heels and just fucking <laughs> walk across a wooden floor. It's, it's one of those things where I feel like on a dime, it could maybe be my favorite thing in the entire yeah. world. Like, clearly I have really strong feelings towards it, and mm-hmm. I just, you know... The same with um, pole dancing has become its own art form recently in like um, they have pole dancing championships. Another thing I covered for Vice and Mm. you're getting to know my beat now. Uh, I just covered weird uh, feministy things, Um, but they treat it kind of like it's a dance academy dance competition thing. And they're like stage moms for pole dancing now and all that good stuff. So, Um, yeah, I think uh, I did. That's all cool. <laughs> well, I like the 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 huge obvious male gaze aspect of all of that stuff is bothersome, but yeah. I wouldn't but I wouldn't begrudge anyone wanting to take a pole dancing class. I think there's yeah. also something, you know what I I don't like pole dancing in the when if someone is to say like, "Yeah, I'm taking a pole dancing class." And then my reaction would be like, "Ooh." And then they'd be like, "No, no, it's great exercise." But it, like, yes, it is great exercise, but at least acknowledge the sexy part of it. Like yeah. that's it, and and maybe you want to do it because you want to feel sexy and you think that pole dancers are sexy. Like, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. own that. Don't just no, be like, "No, <laughs> I agree." Yeah. Cuz you have to wear fucking heels to your class. I Though I will say, okay, well, then we'll and get you back have to, to the get episode. real high on cocaine. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, I was going to say that the highlight of my covering that pole dancing competition was witnessing a woman do a pole dance to um, Johnny Cash's cover of I Hurt Myself Today. Whoa. <laughs> and it was fucking crazy. That sounds like some real great art right It was there. really that great art. That is amazing. What, yeah. what do people do? Applauded. They just loved it. Nobody, wow. nobody like it was. It was kind of hard to read, like if people were like ironically enjoying it or yeah. sincerely enjoying it. But I was, I was just in the middle of it, like eyes wide, like Nelson watching Andy <laughs> Williams to bring it back to The Simpsons. Ooh, okay. Ooh shall I? <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so when when uh, Bart breaks the gargoyle and um, is in trouble by this woman, we don't know it's a burlesque house yet, right. and she goes over to Homer to reprimand him, and he's wearing a grocery bag <laughs> and Ooh, one of my favorite moments <laughs> yeah, so one moment and then just the the sound of holes being punched through <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because he was naked um, <laughs> you don't say <laughs> I like his confidence in saying I have misplaced my pants that was really fun for me <laughs> uh, so we we get this great moment I talked earlier about like there being more of like a roommate trusting friend vibe and you mm. see this a lot here when uh, you know, Bell is saying pretty much just like, I'm not going to press charges, but I do uh, suggest that you punish him. And he's just like, well, the boy doesn't like punishments and I have to live with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so spot yeah. on for 
I'm really, not a parent, but I feel like. Yeah. Just a minute. <laughs> Hello? Your son was trespassing on my property and destroyed a very valuable stone gargoyle and... Are you wearing a grocery bag? I have misplaced my pants. I'm not going to press charges, but I assume you'll want to punish him. <laughs> yeah, appreciate the suggestion, lady, but he hates that. And I gotta live with him. You're the man, Homer. Well, if you won't discipline him, I'll come back and speak with his mother. No, wait, wait. Madam, I run a house of discipline. The boy will be disciplined and disciplined severely. Good day. Oh, I don't know how to punish you. What does Marge usually do? She makes me taste beer. Come on, boy. Give your old man a little credit. Yeah, well, I still get to punish you. I, I totally feel like that is such an appealing way to do it. Like, that, there's such an appeal to that that it really does take a partnership to have someone reining it in sometimes. So when there's this threat of just like... Or I'll tell your his mother. It's just like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I also love this very childlike uh, response from Bart when Homer asks, like, what does your mom normally do to punish you? And he's like, she makes me taste beer. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, boy, give me some credit. And yeah. then all the groceries fall out of his <laughs> pants. That's really great. Um, so when we finally do get to the burlesque house... Um, it's again like it's just so it's always so interesting to go to a place that you've never been in the simpsons because they had to create a place from scratch and it's like mm. where are we <laughs> like i've never <laughs> been here before um and it's cool i've always loved buildings that look like that anyway like i love haunted yeah. house type mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. victorian yeah. Yeah. yeah and she's you know i think a lot of it is just how she dresses like if she had been a burlesque dancer i'd have been like all right she's friendly i like her <laughs> <laughs> she probably um, can braid my hair real uh, well <laughs> anyone that braids my hair is in oh my gosh that's all i want can Me we just too. have that be a spa yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want that and i want a cat walking on my back and i'm good <laughs> <laughs> oh two greatest pleasures in the world anyway <laughs> um so basically uh, we get the reveal of, like, what this place looks like. And it looks, like, so much fun. But for me, like, you know, as a kid when you're watching it, like, the only thing I'd ever seen that was anything like this at all is, um, like, uh, Pleasure Island or whatever from Pinocchio. Like, I'd never, oh, yeah. I'd never ever seen anything that was, like, a place where adults can play games. Right. <laughs> Dave and Busters, you find. Um, and yeah. I, I love seeing the clientele. You know, it was, like, there was, like, a dude in, like, a white, um, like big old country hat. And, oh yeah, uh, you know a half gallon. That's what I was trying to remember. Half gallon. It's gotta hat. be a, a little, best little whorehouse in Texas. Not. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that uh, Burt Reynolds's character wore a similar outfit. Mm. Um, yeah. it's funny to watch Bart in a situation like this because, as we've talked about on previous episodes, pretty recently actually, like Bart is a kid, and it's not like he would know like what to do with one of these burlesque dancers if he yeah. had the urge. But, like, there's no creepiness. Like, it is kind right. of just, like, he noticed, like, he there's a hubba-hubba-ness to Bart, yeah. but there's no just, like, yeah, like, this is why I'm here. It I'm horny. Feel, yeah, it doesn't feel like he's actually turned on. It feels no. like he's, like, oh, I want to... Intrigued. Yeah. And uh, it's it, it's so funny when um, the the reason that he ends up having to do comedy is because he happens to fit like the tiny little suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love watching Bart 
um, succeed at comedy too because mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about like would Bart be a comedian would he be a performer when he grows up like what right. is Bart gonna do mm. and I love his line too oh sorry no please, please. Oh, I love his line like if there's a bad bookkeeping joke I haven't heard it yeah. I love yeah. that <laughs> yeah no it's great though. there's so many great jokes within that and jokes within the situations that they set up for it overall I feel and this was like you know the first thought that I had when I found out that you picked this episode that it was gonna be like a very sex positive conversation and mm. felt like a very sex positive episode and that's actually why part of the reason why I thought you had chosen it because I just perceive you as being somebody who's like very open and understanding about that kind of stuff thank you I am very <laughs> not sex positive not me <laughs> no no I knew it was going to be hard with Allie <laughs> no I'm as horny as they come <laughs> off of that let's take a brief break and come right back and we're back. Oh, man, what a great break that was. Man, I was so horny during it. <laughs> I'm glad you got it. I don't know what to say to that. Come on, be a friend. <laughs> oh, I support your horniness. <laughs> and I support yours. Come on. And yours. Come Thank on, you. be a friend in in regards to horniness is probably the most lecherous thing you've ever said. <laughs> Rub my back. Be my friend. Come on. <laughs> I thought you were cool. <laughs> anyway, we're back in the whorehouse. The burlesque house. Yes. <laughs> what if that was like what we That's... called where we record our podcast? <laughs> hey guys, we're coming at you from the whorehouse. I think it needs to be because it really made me chuckle. <laughs> Good. Uh, we still need to find out what the names of our our listeners are. Oh. Uh, uh, it makes me think of the Jordan Jesse Go Tuppies. I'm sorry to say. Which I created, by the way. <laughs> I'm the reason that Not happens. to reference another I mean, podcast Jordan, on another but... network. Um, yeah, tuppies. We don't have tuppies. That's okay. Um, but that's because I'm anti-tuppies. That's that's mm-hmm. why that came to be. Um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> I was going to say, um, well, <laughs> I read a quote from our dear friend Josh Weinstein um, that he said that writing this episode was really easy since there are already so many sleazy characters in Springfield to fill the burlesque house with. <laughs> that yeah. is true. And, uh, of course, uh the easiest way to show that is when we, well, okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself because mm-hmm. there's just so much ground to cover. So I'll get there when I get there. When Bart starts working the door, we have one of the most gifable moments yeah, of all. Oh, I love it. Would anyone like to take the reins? I mean, oh. <laughs> shall I Shall I take the stance? Um, <laughs> it's it's Abe Simpson uh, walking in the door, whistling a little tune to himself, taking off hat. his hat, wearing a hat, yeah. taking off his hat, um, seeing Bart, <laughs> continuing to whistle and walk, picking up the hat, walking outside. <laughs> Just a clean circle. It's, it is so fucking funny. It's so good. But you know what's funny is I, you know, when you see a gift so many times, you kind of forget the origin. And I totally forgot that he comes back and then he says, is your name Bart? (laughs) (laughs) Which is the logic of that. It's so much funnier than saying Bart. Is your name name Bart? I feel like I've done that in my life. (laughs) It also makes me think that there have been other situations where he's seen another child and been like, Lisa? And they're like, no. (laughs) I mean, it's such a great like geezer joke that they, uh, you know, tend to glom onto Abe Simpson, you know, of just him being disoriented and not knowing who his own relatives are. Um, Did you know that in England, geezer means like dude? 
Really? Yeah, it means like young dude, which is very young dude. Not, like, or what just like old a dude, like a guy. Does old bitty have an analog? Uh, microwave. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, it's weird. You're so worldly. Uh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm gullible. I was like, no way. <laughs> and how? I'm gonna throw a burrito in the old bitty. Um, that works. <laughs> that does work. Oh my god. Um, so, uh, in in terms of what uh, Josh said about like. Everyone being sleazy. I think even more fun than saying Wiggum is sleazy, which we know and they play off really beautifully, mm. is introducing that Skinner is sleazy. Oh, I knew you were going to yeah, say yeah. that. It's so great. But he's and sleazy. Also, like, he, yeah. yeah. It, it's so, I, I, I want to be, I, I wish I could watch like their writer's room conversation where they're like, okay, what would everybody's relationship with a brothel be, essentially? Because mm-hmm. that's how they're treating it. And yeah. of course he would like, take care of one of them fall in love like with think, one of the women and yeah. get flowers yeah <laughs> yeah I mean well Principal Skinner is the kind of guy that if he were to go to a strip club you know he would think that the women who are being paid to flirt with him actually have an interest in him I feel yeah absolutely and and I also feel like um, in a lot of these kind of stories whether it's a burlesque house or a strip club or whatever like there's always that one guy that's like did you get my flowers like, <laughs> this I think is the national airspace museum right i know it's yeah. so funny yeah it's it their choice off of that. his tongue yeah yeah <laughs> he had it in his back pocket ready to go <laughs> their choice with that is so great i really really love it it's amazing oh i hope i didn't miss the floor show nope is roxanne back yep did she uh, get my flowers she did I... hello bart hello principal skinner this is the national air and space museum isn't it while this is all happening, uh, there's uh, Homer's eating alone and the news comes on and it's just like, do you know where your child is? It's like, I told you last night. No. <laughs> where is Bart? His, fold, his food is getting cold and eaten, which I think yeah, is such a good line. Yeah, I know. Um, and that leads to Bart finally going down to the whorehouse and like realizing what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's another instance of like just beautiful shot. Like it's cinematography of just kind of like you see the lady in the back and she's, by the way, she's... The lady that Homer sees dancing in yeah. like a season one episode. Yeah, yeah um, Homer's right. night out. Yeah. What's her name? Like, oh, her I forget. Name. I don't remember her name, but her hair is just so iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. she doesn't look like other Simpsons characters, and I like no, that. She I like introducing or welcoming back like an early type of um, character design of person, you uh-huh. know, because like yeah. they have evolved, and now the women look a little bit like. More like the ones that lose their dice in this episode. And this right, one, right. I think it's a nod to Early Simpsons, which is great. Mm-hmm. And it also just keeps the world like, yes, this is this is all the same world, even though we've had different showrunners and different right, writers. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's very kind to its viewers in that way. And then, you know, animation is such an interesting production process where they have like this archive, basically, just like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, a zip file of <laughs> maybe not at the 1996 time, um, but that they could just sort of that's easy for them to pull a character like that and to have it be this kind of co- kind reference mm. back to yesteryear. Totally. <laughs> um, so Skinner being at um, the house makes it so, or at the burlesque house makes it so that um, like Reverend Lovejoy and um, Helen and Flanders come by and they kind of like berate him for his parenting. And we have like very like meek Skinner just like, I was only there to get directions out of there. <laughs> Which is yeah. such a good line. The way, the way they show Skinner coming out from behind Reverend Lovejoy, it seems like he is he's meant to be hiding oh. under his 
robe or I'm, I'm it's very probably weird. yes and no <laughs> probably yes to the point where they didn't want to think about it anymore right yeah yeah but he, i love it when skinner is acting very childlike in that way mm-hmm. i mean we see it so much when he interacts with his mother but um but yeah this is where we really get that introduction of this is a place where you should feel shameful to go to it Right. Um, and then that becomes kind of like the main message of the episode of like, well, is it shameful to attend a place like this? And what does it mean if you do go? And, you and know, it exists anyway. I think like another yeah. thing in the episode is that there's just just in conceptually, there is this underbelly that exists in Springfield and everybody mm-hmm. is still kind of operating. Yeah. Normally, you know. Yeah. I, I know this is jumping forward a little bit, but just because it works with this idea of like, we have Marge Simpson once she finds out, and it's right in this scene, so it's not too crazy. Mm-hmm. She finds out that Bart works there and um, goes in and has the meeting with Belle. And it's just like, I have a favor to ask of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that you shut down your brothel and move out of Springfield. <laughs> I know. And I love... Um, I love that she thinks that she has a seniority and therefore a right. And we just keep finding out Belle's been here longer. She's like more generations of her family have lived here. Mm -hmm. And that she needs to get used to the fact that they're staying. And uh, there's also, I disagree with Marge entirely on this, but it, still is so fun to watch her say like you're about to learn the two most dangerous or like <laughs> what is it the two the dangerous words in, in the english language yeah. are marge, marge simpson. simpson it's so good and then she immediately goes, undercut <laughs> yeah goes and gets her car it's like oh it's a pink uh, a light pink 87 wagon <laughs> well she says something right before um that i found to be like really powerful for her point of view in this episode um sleazy entertainment and raunchy jokes will never be as popular sobriety and self-denial Self-denial. Yeah, yeah. it's just so interesting good. because yeah it's like as we discussed there's sort of a sliding scale with like where Marge sort of lands and like the moral compass and you know yeah they all go to church and so um, you could you know surmise that they are like God-fearing Christians in that way and maybe Marge is a little bit more than Homer um, but this feels like she's the most to that part of the dial yeah. of being somebody who is you know so against any kind of impropriety yeah and you know Marge Marge is definitely a prude in mm-hmm. terms of like big picture stuff she's you know she's horny when she's allowed to be horny which is something that we don't talk about too much like she's Mm -hmm. horny with her husband and she's horny when someone is having an emotional affair with her because they are sweet not just because he's sexy she fantasizes about like you know um fabio pretty much (laughs) fabio (laughs) and um you know she has like these normal things but she herself like there's an episode where they go to spring break and like she screams when like women in bikinis are like pushing up against the car so i guess it is somewhat characteristic of marge to be like a little scared of that kind of stuff yeah um even though she does have like you know she's she's got multi-dimension yeah she's not she's not like anti-sex entirely i think maybe maybe because it makes sense now that I'm thinking about it, like the fact that she's off balance because she's out of town and she feels uncomfortable with Homer being in charge yeah. and she comes back and like it, like everything is different, mm-hmm. that the the burlesque house is just just like, oh, no, this is what happens when I'm not here. Like this is a control. Yeah. Thing. That yeah. makes more sense. Uh, yeah. What I was going to say at the top before when I was saying, like, let's go by it beat by beat is um, this beat in particular. Like there's just so much here. I do think that you're right. A lot of it is just like. 
um, she, the reason she took Maggie with them is because like Homer was mumbling something about like, yeah, cat in the furnace, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he's clearly not going to do a good job. Right. Um, and there was some level of trust that he could take care of Bart. And then here's Bart now. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, as a mother, not that I'm one, uh, it would be <laughs> it would be so hard to see your son in a grown up place because then you think like my sweet little boy like he's right. gone yeah yeah um, and I don't want this to teach him what like sex is and yeah yeah this. well you touched upon something I was um, you know gonna actually go to next but I think that so we have this story with them going to uh, her and Lisa going to clean rocks and <laughs> it feels on its face very disjointed from the main plot but I feel like it's really the straw that breaks the camel's back for Marge to launch into this big, you know, moral outrage of of this change that she's seeing. Not only the change, you know, I'm sure she could have expected change within her own family of like, oh, I'm going to come back and it's going to be dirty and Homer's going to, you know, not have done anything that I asked him to. But then to not only have that, but then to see this major change, like she right. leaves for two seconds. I think that, you know, you couldn't have that buildup of the first part of the story with the second. Like it, they mm-hmm. kind of need to work together, I think. Yeah. And I feel like that fuels her moral outrage and the protectiveness of, you know, I think not just um, the the impropriety of, of the town, but just like the town itself. Totally. Um, yeah. And, you know, I at least with my own mom and moms I've heard about, like for for them, I know that the biggest thing was always like um, they want to be viewed as a good person and mm-hmm. like they want to be on the good side of Flanders and Reverend Lovejoy and those people, even if they I mean, she always comes over to Reverend and like wants to be, yeah. you know, seen as like this good person, especially since she doesn't have much more going on in her life except for her reputation. Mm-hmm. Right. So it does make some sense, but it's still an interesting thing to look at and kind of question, which I love. That's why the Simpsons are so fun to talk about even mm-hmm. years later. Um, so <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> you guys should have a podcast. Oh. Uh, we get to the town meeting and the town meetings are always great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Julia, what was the name of the... The sponsor that we had oh, that is um, their group yeah moral hygiene it is the citizens oh. committee on <laughs> yeah. moral hygiene it's just so ccmh because it sounds so gross yeah. and you could tell that it if, with any other name you'd be like ah oh, yes good people <laughs> but yeah. because they call it that it's like what <laughs> it just sounds so clinical and unappealing. <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm not here to talk about the giant inflatable dosecchi's bottle <laughs> i like that they're referencing that she's been a stick in the mud previously because i think that it also yeah. fuels her position in this episode and their mm-hmm. choice to make her like the big, you know, outstanding, um, you know, totally, obstacle yeah. to this house thriving. Which makes the joke so much funnier in the Burns um, casino episode when everyone's just like, any objections? And everyone looks at Marge. And yeah. Like, I actually think it's a good idea. Um, so I, uh, I love this joke so much um, <laughs> where she's just like, I'm here to talk about a certain house. Like, what's the problem with the house? Is it the plumbing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, is so- it a, this, that? It's, like, it's not about the house. It's what's inside the house. <laughs> well, quit, <laughs> like, uh, quit picking on the house. Yeah. <laughs> Even Otto saying, leave that house alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we have the um, slideshow of all the different Springfield citizens leaving. And it's super oh, fun yeah. to see, like, their eyes blocked out, too. And everyone has a reaction to each person, which is great because we get their relationship. So when Wiggum comes out, it's his wife, Clancy. Clancy. And uh, yeah. when it is uh, Skinner, Skinner it's mom. Agnes and yeah. the uh, 
Superintendent Chalmers. Chalmers, yeah. And, uh, you know, the best one, of course, is when Mo comes out. And <laughs> or no Barney comes Barney, out. Sorry, sorry. When Barney comes out and no one says anything and then Mo has to fade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I love. Like, it's a good friend move. Yeah, a good friend move. I just love that they're kind of romantically paired overall yeah. throughout yeah, The Simpsons. Yeah. It's very funny. And then... Uh, um, Wiggum. Oh, come on, you did me twice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that could be any mayor. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, could be so uh, they, they finally decide to go as an angry mob uh, to kind of tell this place what's for and bring it down. And we have mm-hmm. like a cute moment of Ned pressing the button and like, oh, who is it? She's like, oh, it's an angry mob coming down to crash all your stuff. So yeah. I'll be right down. <laughs> so I, perfect. Uh, I just love watching all the Simpsons characters like together for a cause. <laughs> like yeah. even if you don't like the cause, it's just like, all right, yeah, let's see where this goes. I mean, yeah. that's what this episode is. It's it's fun to see like all of the uh, all the characters in the town coming together. I think it's a really great like here's what the world of Springfield is episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what they do, especially in this season, um, is juggle those different personalities really, really well. Totally. That we get like a taste of everyone. We get two Smithers jokes in this with Burns, <laughs> yeah. you know, earlier at the town hall meeting. Oh, Smithers. Oh, well, my parents encouraged me to t- try it at least once or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, uh, I love that, yeah. But they, th- that's what they do. I mean, that's what makes this <laughs> such a great but, you know, dense episode because it has all of those moments. Um, we also get a mole man moment, which are too far and few between. Uh, it's yeah. one of my favorites. Homer, uh, you know, it's actually really sweet. Bart is just like, we can't let this happen to Belle. Yeah. And you remember, like, it's a human, like someone's job. And also, like, it's making everybody happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, like, wait until I have something to say. And we have mole man carrying this, like, arrow with, like, a flaming coal. Please hurry. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but now, of course, uh, it is time to listen to the song. Sure, we could tear this house down. No, my friend, stop! Let me finish. We could tear it down, but we'd be tearing down a part of ourselves. You could close down Moe's or the Quickie Mart, and nobody would care. But the heart and soul of Springfield's in our maze on We're the sauce on your steak, we're the cheese in your cake. We put the spring in Springfield. We're the lace on the nightgown, the point after touchdown. Yes, we put the spring in Springfield. We're that little extra spice that makes existence extra nice. A giddy little thrill at a reasonable price. Our only major quarrels with your total lack of morals. Our skimpy costumes ain't so bad. They seem to entertain you, Dad. That service was exquisite. Why, Joseph, I had no idea. Come on now, you were working here. Without it, we'd have had no fun since March of 1961. To shut them down now would be twisted. We just heard this place existed. We're the highlights in your hairdo. The 
Armshan Bishnu. So don't take us. We won't take us. Yes, let's keep us in streaming. Well, I'm convinced. The house stays. Um, I feel like I'm yeah. a little bit of a Bart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit of a Bart. <laughs> yeah, I'm Lisa too, but I'm right. I lean more Bart. Hey, listen, it's fluid, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Much like my scale. sexuality. When I, when I drink a little too much, I'm a little Bart. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, and, and what are you guys listening at home? What are you when you drink a little too much? <laughs> Tweet at us. Simpson Kid Kinsey scale. Yeah. Erin, <laughs> uh, do you still watch The Simpsons? Um, I do. Like when I, when it's like, it, it's something that I'm always, I mean, I don't have like television. It's huge in Ireland. And whenever it's on, I will watch it in like a hotel situation. But I will also just watch it on like Hulu or mm-hmm. the equivalent the FX app. Yeah. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, Simpsons is like the national show of Ireland, which has been great. And so I've gotten back into like watching it casually. And I watched this episode with my boyfriend and we Mm -hmm. continued watching episodes after this. That's That's so interesting that it's the national show. We got to go to to Ireland. It's not like on the flag or anything. I know. (laughs) That would be cool if it were. They love Simpsons. They love Friends. And their, their real national show is a show called Father Ted by Graham Lenahan, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We'll check yeah. that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go to Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Sounds awesome. Come on over. All right. Uh, we what, accept. I'm sure you have Irish listeners. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the biggest lesson from this episode or conversation? Ooh. Uh, that, uh, every, uh, that everyone has a, everyone has like more to their universe than meets the eye, much like the house being in the in Springfield. Yeah. I love that. And we all have different ways of coping. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. No, um, yeah. That the humanizing element beyond what your first glance impression is. Yeah. You're uh, drunk, Erin. <laughs> also, also that sex is normal and, and great. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 I think that this episode is just overall positive. Yeah. Too. Quit, ma- yeah. quit uh, bad-mouthing the house. I think is a lesson that works. <laughs> Wait, bad mouth in the house. I think the house could mean uh, anything that you want here. Put yeah. bad mouth in the house. There is something very sweet about, I mean, so yeah, it's they form an angry mob, but there is something very sweet about like the core reasoning why they're rallying together is for protection of their town. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same position it, that's that everyone. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I felt like uh, it was a good episode, guys. Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thanks so much yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Where can people find you online and elsewhere? Uh, I host another podcast on Feral Audio called This Feels Terrible. Woo woo. Uh, which is about, a really, about relationships. You can listen to uh, Julia Prescott on Woo-hoo! an episode. Yes, yes. That was so fun. And I uh, must have you on, Allie. Oh, thank you. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm Erin McGathy online. If you are in Ireland or um, <laughs> in the UK, I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival Ooh, in August. Ah, for your second year. For my second year. I'm going to do it one of these years. 
You should. Or you'd like it. You'd like it. Until then, Julia, where can people find <laughs> Oh, what a great transition. <laughs> you're so, you're so you can, good at segues. It's, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of upsetting a little bit. I know. She's, she's real strong. Uh, I'd be nowhere without her. Um, I, I'm at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> what if no one asked you? What would you do? I, I kind of wish just, I, I, I would have agreed with Julia. Like, let's not. And then let's wrap. Just, <laughs> we just had our conversation and just turned our backs to Allie. Sit politely for a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd think of tweets I've read in my life. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. What a millennial thing to say. Oh, we're millennial from start to finish. Uh, uh, but, but, but truly, you could find me at Allie Gertz and all the things. And you could find us at Simpsons Pod and on Feral Audio. Mm-hmm. And uh, email us, tweet us, send us all the things. Yeah. Follow and support us on Patreon. Uh, we got our new episode coming out soon. Yeah. Do you know who recently uh, supported us on Patreon? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Timothy Burleson. What Timothy. a name. Timothy <laughs> Burleson. We're going to fight some crimes together, solve some mysteries in my van. Now yeah. we have Is to, that a song? Now we have to do that for everyone. <laughs> Sounds like you're just solving the mysteries in of the, the van. van. Yeah, like, what's up with the alternator? Listen, uh, I've got a lot of trash on the floor and uh, maybe two or three important receipts. Let's solve those mysteries together. I could go back to Target and get a full refund. Anyway. I love that. You know, Timothy, I think you owe us a little bit more money now. You know what, Timothy? Why don't you just come over to where we record the podcast? Please don't do that. Um, uh, yeah, you can hit us up at SimpsonsPod on all the things. Everything is coming up Simpsons at gmail.com um, and uh, support us on Public. We've got t-shirts on there. Oh, also, something we never, ever, ever ask. Uh, rate us on iTunes because oh, it helps yeah. us. Mm. Um, I suppose that's important. Yeah, we never ask anything of y'all except for mm-hmm. to give us money and listen to us and like us. Yeah. Here's just one more thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but we will see y'all next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Feral Audio.